Such Things podcast. I'm Lisa Lang, and I'm here with my husband, David. Hello. And uh, it's been a little while since I've been on the podcast, but I'm glad to be joining David again in uh, continuing his series on David. And uh, today we're going to be talking about David and Abigail. And um, before we get into that story, David is going to give us just a recap on where things are with David at this point in his in his life. The other David, not, yeah, this is not David Lang. I know. David's going to tell us about David. King David. Yes. <laughs> been, so throughout this podcast, whenever I talk about David, I keep saying King David because oh. I'm worried that people <laughs> yeah, think yeah. I'm like talking about myself. David was awesome. <laughs> David was such a great warrior. No. So we're talking about King David. We're in the book of 1 Samuel. Bit of a recap. This is like, you know, at the beginning of the shows we watch, babe, where they're like, last time. Yes. On severance. Previ- previously. Previously um, on yes. Outer Range. Uh, <laughs> we've been watching these weird shows lately. Um, <laughs> so previously, here's what's been going on. King Saul has disobeyed God and, you know, fallen from grace. God sent the prophet Samuel to say, that's it. I'm going to find a new king, a man after my own heart, a man after God's own heart. And lo and behold, the shepherd boy David comes onto the scene, uh, defeats uh, the Philistine champion Goliath in an epic battle. Um, but then Saul, King Saul, feels threatened by David, and um, David is forced to go on the run. And there are a number of chapters that we're skipping over. Um, and I think these chapters probably represent a number of years in David's life, where he is essentially on the run from King Saul. Saul is just in this downward spiral, becoming more and more really insane, just gripped with fear, um, with rage, with jealousy. He becomes violent. And uh, David is, is on the run out here in the wilderness. People begin gathering around him. I touched on that in our last podcast. And um, this is an interesting season. It, it David kind of becomes a bit of a Robin Hood figure during this time. You know, Saul is like the sheriff of Nottingham. He's this crazy, terrible guy. And David is out here in the wilderness, and he's kind of like looking after the little guy. Um, and you'll see there's several stories where he's sort of like rescuing people and doing his thing and kind of building a little, his merry little army out here. But it's also like a tough time for David. Like he is, it's like a, he's living in a pressure cooker. He's constantly mm. on the run, looking over his shoulder. Um, and just anyway, go read the chapters. But the pressure cooker almost boils over here in chapter 25. Like he almost loses it on this man, Nabal. Mm. And so I'm going to try to to summarize. First of all, it says in verse one that, that, the prophet Samuel dies. All right, so that stood out to me this morning, Lisa. I, 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 I think I've missed that when I've read this story in the past. David's one of his mentors, Samuel, yeah. had just died, mm. which may explain why David almost loses it and, and overreacted. Did. And yeah. you know, when you lose a mentor, um, you, you don't have that mentor. You don't have that that wise counsel. So um, here's what happens. It says 
that there's this man in verse three, there's a man named Nabal, who apparently is very wealthy. He's got all these flocks. Says uh, his wife's name was Abigail. She was an intelligent and beautiful woman like you, babe. Um, <laughs> and uh, we, we, by the way, we just celebrated Lisa's birthday yesterday and Mother's Day the day before. My so birthday. Your birthday, your birthday and Mother's <laughs> Day. It's me and Arwen, that's what we put on your cake. Yep. Happy, Happy birthday, Mother's Day and birthday. <laughs> um, so I've been celebrating this intelligent and beautiful woman uh, in my life. But it says, Abigail's husband, I'm in verse um, three here, was surly and mean in his dealings. Hmm. All right, surly and mean. How is it that so many surly and mean men end up with these intelligent, beautiful women? I don't know. Um, so it says, David is in the wilderness and he hears that that it's sheep shearing season. So he sends some of his, his young men to Nabal. And basically he's like, look, I've been out here, you know, all season. I've been, my men have been protecting your men, Nabal, protecting your flocks. Give us a gift, you know, send us, send us some sheep or some wool or whatever. I don't know what he was expecting. Um, but hey, we've been looking out for you. We've been scratching your back. Scratch ours. Nabal responds like a, a, a mean and surly man. He says, who's this David guy? And, uh, he says, you know, you, you tell him, I don't know who he is. And, uh, I'm not, I don't know him anything. Well, uh, David, they go back to David and report this to David. He, he t- tells his men, strap on your swords. And David is about to massively overreact mm. to this foolish, mean, and surly man. It says, one of the servants told Abigail, Nabal's wife, David sent messengers from the wilderness to give our master his greetings, but he hurled insults at them. Yet these men who are very good to us, they did not mistreat us. The whole time we were out in the fields near them, nothing was missing. Night and day, they were a wall around us. So the whole time we were herding our sheep near them. Um, Now think it over and see what you can do because disaster is hanging over our master and his whole household. He is such a wicked man that no one can talk to him. Ooh, sounds like some men I know, and I'm afraid I've, I've been this way before. Um, it says Abigail acted quickly. She gathers together a whole bunch of food and she prepares to set out to catch, to, to meet David and his little mini army here to, to cut them off at the pass. Lisa, you want to pick up in verse 24 here? Okay, so she came to David and it says, in verse 24, she fell at his feet and said, pardon your servant, my Lord, and let me speak to you. Hear what your servant has to say. Please pay no attention, my Lord, to that wicked man, Nabal. He is just like his name. His name means fool and folly goes with Mm. him. And as for me, your servant, I did not see the men my Lord sent. And now, my Lord, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, since the Lord has kept you from bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hands, may your enemies and all who are intent on harming my Lord be like Nabal. And let this gift, which your servant has brought to my Lord, be given to the men who follow you. Please forgive your servant's presumption. The Lord your God will certainly make a lasting dynasty for my Lord, because you fight the Lord's battles, Mm. and no wrongdoing will be found in you as long as you live." 
Even though someone is pursuing you to take your life, the life of my Lord will be bound securely in the bundle of the living by the Lord your God, but the lives of your enemies he will hurl away as from the pocket of a sling. When the Lord has fulfilled for my Lord every good thing he promised concerning him and has appointed him ruler over Israel, my Lord will not have on his conscience the staggering burden of needless bloodshed or of having avenged himself. And when the Lord your God has brought my Lord success, remember your servant. David said to Abigail, praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you to today to meet you or to meet me. May you be blessed for your good judgment and for keeping me from bloodshed this day and from avenging myself with my own hands. All right. So this um, will not be the last time that uh, David is going to be saved from, you know, seriously blowing it and acting rashly and sinfully. And he's saved by listening to uh, the wise counsel of someone that God sends his way. In this case, this beautiful, intelligent woman with good judgment, who's very persuasive, she knows the way to his heart. She comes with a ton of food. <laughs> There's so much here about this woman. So Lisa, talk to us about Abigail, this uh, woman here. There's a lot she does that is just pretty impressive here. Yeah, yeah. So I think this woman, Abigail, was remarkable for her time. Um, She was married to Nabal, who is a harsh man. Um, We don't have a lot of details in the story of how he treated Abigail, but by what we see, I can't imagine that he was kind and loving towards Mm. her. Um, He was probably harsh with her, maybe even abusive. Mm. Abigail possibly risked her life to defy him in this situation, actually. Mm. She knew he was making a huge mistake, um, but she didn't just sit by quiet and quote-unquote submissive um, and not speak up. Mm. Um, Her whole household, innocent servants, all would have been killed if she did nothing. Mm. Nabal was being inhospitable, and in Jewish culture, that was like, really bad. You, you, Mm. hospitality was so valued in their time and still is. And, um, it's incredibly important. And he was being inhospitable here. Yeah. I, it's interesting. You talk about, um, I mean, we don't know, but it's always interesting to think about filling in the holes in some of these Bible stories. Like what would have been like to be married to this man? We don't know their history. That's a great point, babe. Like we don't know Man, how had he been treating, if he treated David like this, right? Uh, how did he treat his wife? Um, mm-hmm. Yes. But anyway, let's let, go ahead. What? Yeah. Well, and I, I was going to say it later, but, I, but the servant said, there, you can't talk to him. Yes. The servant was like, nobody can talk to him. Um, so Abigail was, was probably used to dealing with a lot of situations, mm. but maybe not quite this uh, bad of a situation. Right. Um, but I think it's interesting. Abigail was shrewd. Um, she, she knew there's no talking to Nabal, so she mm. didn't tell him. Uh, she went over his head and spoke to David herself. And honestly, this would have been unheard of in their time. And I think David was probably very shocked by this to see the the woman of the house coming out uh, to address him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure he recognized how brave and intelligent she was to do yes. this and yes. to, to spare her people and David himself from disaster. 
Um, I also think it would have been pretty intimidating for her to actually go and talk to David. Um, she didn't know how he was going to respond. I mean, she no. didn't know David. No. He well, could knew he was mad. He was she coming. Knew he was mad. Kill her husband. Yes. Yeah, so he could have killed her in his anger, but mm. she probably figured it was it was worth the risk. I mean, either no. she she was going to die either way, possibly, or Sheesh. her whole household was. So why not risk it and maybe spare the um, the lives of the people in her household? Um, but she did come to David showing the kind of hospitality that Nabal should have shown. Mm. And I think this softened David's heart. Like you said, mm. she brought a ton of food. Um, she brought <laughs> so, so many things, was very, very generous with her yes. gifts. And I think that that, you know, probably immediately softened David's heart. Um, but then... How she spoke to him. Mm -hmm. uh, this is something that I have had to refer back to many times um, as a wife. Uh, Who's occasionally been married to a Nabal <laughs> well, type of man. Well. Uh, I can be foolish sometimes. <laughs> um, well, she was honest about her husband's sin mm. and about David's <laughs> sin. She didn't hold that back. Right. And I do want to point out, wives, you need to be honest and speak up when your husband is in sin. Mm. You have to talk about it. No one else may be able to see the things that you do. You may be his biggest helper. You should be his biggest helper. Mm. We did a lesson on the Azer Kinegdo um, a while back. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. It's from uh, Genesis, and we talk about Adam and Eve. Yes. But the wife is supposed to be the husband's helper um, in this way that you, you the, the one who comes against, um, if your husband yes. is in sin, you should say something. Yeah, I think that um, was our episode three. It was like only yeah. the third podcast we did. We talked about Adam and Eve. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I've heard some wives say they aren't supposed to quote unquote disciple their husbands. I'm not exactly sure what they mean by that. Maybe and they mean, you know, rebuke him uh, harshly. Maybe or that's what they mean. But I think we need to stop using that phrase because I think what has happened is a lot of wives just feel like they can't say anything to their husbands, that they have this idea of submission that that means I don't say anything and my husband can do whatever he wants. Mm. That's wrong. And Abigail sets a great example of this. If she remained quiet and did nothing, her whole household would have perished. Right. And David would have been guilty of great bloodshed. Yeah. Um. So wives, you need to speak up. But there is a way That's to speak right. up. How did Abigail talk to David? She didn't rebuke him. Yeah. And I do think point. this is where a lot of wives go wrong. She mm. didn't rebuke him. She wasn't disrespectful. She bowed. She bowed down. She took a very humble posture, knowing that this man had the power to take her life then and there. Wow. Not simply because he was a man, but because of who he was as an authority and as a warrior. Sheesh. So she bowed before him out of respect. I'm not saying you need to bow before your husband, yes, we but don't do that there's no, but there is a posture of humility. And I think anytime you're going to talk to your husband about something, especially if he's angry, you need to approach him with a posture of humility. Mm. Um, she also showed him hospitality. She showed him a great kindness. And I, I believe that this act also showed great compassion. Mm -hmm. David was hurt. 
by Nabal's response. That's and right. as David pointed out, as my David pointed out earlier, um, he was also grieving the loss of Samuel and mm. was in kind of a weird place yep. emotally. Yep. Um, so this like really rubbed him the wrong way. Yes, and he apparently. was he was hurt. Um, this was very emotional for David. Um, you know, he had taken extra care to help Nabal by taking care of his shepherds and his sheep. And instead of being shown gratitude, he was treated very rudely. Abigail recognized this and had compassion for his feelings. <laughs> um, you know, when our husbands are in sin or struggling, we need to treat them with compassion, kindness, and respect when we talk to them. If we don't, it will be difficult for them to hear us. This can be very hard to do, especially if they are in sin towards us or have mistreated us. We feel hurt too. It can also be hard when our husbands are angry, but a lot of times for men, anger means hurt. Yes. And um, that's where yep. the compassion comes in. If your husband is angry, he's probably been hurt and you need to take some compassion on his feelings. <laughs> um, you know, I bet Abigail felt terrified in this situation. Yeah. Really. But she controlled her emotions to be able to communicate in a way that David could hear her and understand what she is, was saying. If she had approached David in anger herself, and accused him of being a hothead, which he was, <laughs> it would not have gone well. Um, but I also think that Abigail had lots of experience dealing with a hothead. <laughs> and she knew you can't go after a hothead as, as a, a hothead. <laughs> you just can't. It's only going to create, you know, a volcano, an eruption. Um, so she knew exactly what to do. You know, this um, this is really hard for me. Um you know, anybody that knows David and I, um, and is known as, yes, anybody that knows <laughs> David heads. and I for many years, um, our, our marriage has not been a, this conflict free, peaceful place. Um, mm. we have what I believe is a great marriage, but yes. we don't, Amen. we don't tiptoe around things. We, we deal with stuff and sometimes it's, Sometimes it can be kind of explosive. I mean, not to the point, you know, we've never no. thrown anything or no. or or yeah. cussed at yeah, each other or anything we don't like cuss that. Cuss each other out. No, we no. There's no violence, but meaning no, no. emotional. We yes, can, we can become. We we sometimes emotionally heated. Yes, and don't uh, express ourselves with humility, yeah, with kindness. Right. Um, we just sometimes don't control our emotions, and um, it's hard for me when I've been hurt by David. Um, I can't, I can't just hide it. I can't just brush it under the rug and pretend it's not there. Mm -hmm. I have to say something. But what's been hard for me for many years that I've had to work on is finding ways to approach David with humility, with compassion, um, and not making him feel attacked. I think if King David had felt attacked in this situation, he would have attacked back. Yeah. But he didn't feel attacked. And so he listened. And um, it has been very hard for me. I've had to learn um, that for me, sometimes, sometimes holding my tongue in the moment, going away and praying and reading some scripture and getting my thoughts together to not to not mask or hide what I'm feeling, but to express what I'm feeling in a way that is helpful. For building David up according to his needs that it may benefit um, benefit him. That's what I have to do. And I have to control my emotions so that I can do that. Um, there are many times when David, 
you know, maybe has been in the wrong and I'm the only one that can help him see it. Mm. So I have to say something, but he's not going to listen if I, if I just attack him. And, um, that's what I admire Abigail for in this situation. Um, you know, uh, in verse 30 and 31, um, Abigail brings up to David, you know, look, Uh, you you don't want to have on your conscience the staggering burden of needless bloodshed right. or of having avenged yourself, um, you know, and the Lord will bring you success, basically. Um, what I love is that she's honest with him, like, you know, David, you're going to make a huge mistake here. Mm-hmm. But she does it in a, such a respectful and actually inspiring right. way. Look at that. She appeals to the man God created him to Ooh, be. That's awesome. And she inspires him to be his best. She doesn't belittle him or berate him or shame him. She is honest with her husband. Uh, she is honest about her husband with David acknowledging his folly. Um, but even there, she doesn't go on and on about, you know, how terrible her husband is and true. disrespect him. It's true. She um, bad-mouth him. But I love that she, you know, I have to remember, wives, it's not okay to belittle your husband, to berate him, to shame him in the same way that it wouldn't be okay for your husband to treat you that way. Amen. Treat others the way you would like to be treated. Um, so... The other question, last thing I'm going to bring up here is, why didn't she talk to Nabal and try to change his mind? (laughs) Well, the servant said no one can say anything to him. Mm. She must have tried many, many times over the years. But sometimes there is a time to just do what is right, even if your husband doesn't want to. Mm. There is a lesson here for women married to non-Christian men and for women, maybe that their disciple husbands are really struggling with sin. Mm-hmm. There is a tr- time to just do what is right and to not, you know, um, you, you've got to do what's right before God first and foremost. With um, without him. Yes. Um, you know, I think uh, for women that are married to non-Christian men, there's definitely a, a a lesson here. I'm not in that situation, but I see here that Abigail made a decision that was best for her household, even when it was been, wasn't what her husband wanted, because his folly would have caused them death. Mm. Um, and I will note that she does go back to, N- to Nabal and tell him everything. Yeah. That's at the end of the story. She wasn't deceitful. She didn't like lie to him. She went and told him everything. Now, I'm not sure what we, she was expecting would happen to her. After that, I mean, she didn't know that God was going to strike him down and he would die. She Mm. didn't know that. Well, we didn't cover that part of the story. Right. A few days later. Go back and read, but he gets, yes, he he dies. So he finds out that that David was coming after him and he ends up having like a heart attack. Right. And David ends up marrying Abigail. Right. I think he's so... Impressed with this incredible woman. Mm-hmm. I do think it's uh, it's pretty amazing, though, to know that she she had the courage to go back and be completely honest with him. And you know, who knows what she what would have happened? Yes, if, she didn't know the. You end know, of the maybe story. he would have beat her. I, I have Goodness no idea gracious. what what would have happened there. Um, but God, uh, God avenged, God avenged Abigail yes. just as He would have avenged David. He looked mm-hmm. out for Abigail as well and took care of her enemy. As well, and yes. in this case, was Nabal. So, yes, well, the incredible, the great, great thoughts about Abigail. Clearly, Abigail, the hero of this story, um, 
David, uh, not, not so much. Abigail spared him from making a terrible, terrible mistake. And it's one of the things about David's life. He did make a lot of mistakes. Um, he almost, you know, it's easy to treat a Nabal, you know, to play by his rules. I think David was about to stoop to Nabal's level here. Men, don't be a Nabal. Don't be a bully. Don't be a bulldozer. And, and get this, not just this. Think about this, men. Do If you're blessed with a, with a wife, you're blessed with an Abigail, does she really feel free to talk, you know, do our wives feel free to talk to us? Do our children feel free to talk to us? I mean, Lisa, mm. you, uh, especially now that we have teenagers, a teenage son in particular, you will, <laughs> you know, when you can see conflict with me and, and Sammy, there's times, you know, you'll feel like I'm being too hard on him and I'm shutting him down and you'll send him back in the room and you might give me a little preview, you know, like, hey, mm. Sammy needs to come talk to you or you need to go up and talk to Sammy or Sammy's going to talk to you about this later today. And you help me to not be a Nabal. <laughs> you know, I think for men, it's easy to become foolish and angry and hurt and just shut our families down. Um, but and, go ahead. And I, I will I will say, I think um, that's something that I admire so much about you my love, my David, um, <laughs> that you have, uh, you know, even when I have brought up things that are hard for you to hear, um, even if it makes you angry <laughs> at first or you don't get it or you might you might respond, there might be pride there in the moment, but you always go away and pray about it and consider the things that I've said to you mm-hmm. and you come back and we talk about it. And I'm not always right in the things that I see. And if I'm not or if I'm in the wrong, we discuss that. Mm-hmm. But if I am right uh, and and you have been in the wrong, you you pray and God <laughs> works you through it and you come back with humility. Mm-hmm. And um, I do admire that so much about you. And that's probably why I always have felt like I can bring things to you because you are you are humble and you do respond with humility mm-hmm. and you let me. You let me tell you what I think. Yeah. Well, um, I think you have been in Abigail to me, obviously. Um, but I also think you've you've worked on this, you know, the things that you shared yeah. today, learning to to communicate in a way where I don't feel disrespected and attacked. Um, I think men, we, we, we have, I'm speaking generally, but I think for most of us, men, we have a deep need and desire to be respected, to feel respected. We hate to feel slighted, insulted, talked down to, disrespected, certainly by our wife, but also by, by anybody, by our coworkers. In this case, case think, David felt slighted by Nabal. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. They, I don't know. Maybe you compare that to a, a office relationship or something like that. I don't know, but he felt disrespected. And, you know, but I think men... Nabal was not a respectable man. Right. I think it helps our wives. I appreciate what you said, Lisa, because I think it helps us to be, we've got to be respectable. We've got to be approachable. We've got to have a a spirit that will listen to what's Mm -hmm. brought up to us. And that's hard to just bite our tongue and listen. And I've had to, I've really learned like, hey, you know, Lisa, you're my Abigail. Like, I... I need to listen to you. No one sees 
the way you see, that God's given you unique insight into my life, my parenting, my leadership as a minister. Um, you know, we're in this together. We're a mm-hmm. team. And, um, so we've got to, to listen to one another. Well, look, there's so much more we could say, but we're going to leave it here today. There's uh, so many stories and chapters from the life of King David. Um, too many. And we could do so many podcasts, but uh, Lisa, I really appreciate you sharing uh, your thoughts on this great woman that God brought into David's life. And they did end up marrying one another. And um, I think it's a great lesson on how we need to, let's not be Nabals, but let's listen. Let's listen to our Abigails. Let's listen to the wise people God brings into our lives. I think David was a great man of God, a man after God's own heart. But like in this story, there are many, the Bible is very honest about, about the mistakes he made. And in this case, the mistakes he almost made. But I think his one of his saving graces was he listened. And Lisa, I'm so thankful uh, that God gave me an Abigail like you. We hope you'll all join us next time on the Such Things Podcast. See you soon. the Lord today, for He is all my hope and stay. Our God is good, His name is great, hallelujah.